0: Good morning, it's Rainer G with the Holistic Health Outline. We're going to talk about body stuff today. Um, Fibromyalgia and the liver. uh, Maybe a few other things, we'll see. But I wanted to start with fibromyalgia because uh, that's my new recent problem so many people are seeing me with. And it's it's really not that recent, but I seem to get people in clumps and clusters. Sometimes it's all cancer, sometimes it's all MS, sometimes it's all uh, chronic fatigue. And the last couple of weeks, it's it's a combination of fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue. So, <clears throat> um, let's talk about what fibromyalgia really is. It's become a catch-all phrase, actually, it, um, especially for women. Men do get fibromyalgia, but it's not so much of a catch-all in the doctor's minds. Women will complain about joint pain and overall body pain, inability to sleep, constipation, other things that are going on with them, and, and as they get tested by the allopathic doctors, uh, nothing is ever found, okay, so they can't seem to get rid of the pain, they will immediately prescribe antidepressants, which makes no sense to me, I guess the the logic behind that is if people are constantly in pain that they're depressed about it, so they need antidepressants, Um, painkillers, and muscle relaxers, so already you're on three medications if you have fibromyalgia and nobody knows where it came from the disease came from or what the cause is, of course, and uh, and you're being treated for the symptoms, which um, invariably, the medications will cause other symptoms. If you're on painkillers uh, constantly and you're on antidepressants, of course, you're changing the blood chemistry of the brain and um, <coughs> sleep disorders, you're still going to have sleep disorders, and, and when you wake up, things aren't going to feel right. And you're going to be more depressed, so you might get a stronger dose of antidepressants. And we all know now, by now, what antidepressants can do to someone, um, regardless of what your history is and what you believe your your uh, values are. So let's really figure out where fibromyalgia comes from. Mo- 95, I guess, percent or more of the people that I see with fibromyalgia have some very common uh, histories. One of them, uh, probably about 90%, is women who have been on antibiotics for some length of time over the course of their lives because they were so busy, had children, had work, had family, that every time they got sick at all or started to get sick, they were put on antibiotics. Uh, Antibiotics kill everything in the body, including the good bacteria. And what happens when we kill the good bacteria is we we lose our good flora that's in our our intestines to begin with. And then um, the yeast uh, microbes, I guess you'd call them, that are in all of our bodies begin to multiply because there's nothing there to keep them in check. So what does that mean? That means that women who have taken a lot of antibiotics have yeast in their bodies. It doesn't necessarily show up as a yeast infection unless they go to the gynecologist and... And a lot of times the gynecologist will tell them that they have yeast infection and they didn't even know it. but um, So they have yeast in their bodies. Now what is the yeast going to do to them that causes all this pain in the joints and, and mimics uh, rheumatoid arthritis and, and other diseases? It's like a bread dough. It's sticky. Um, it's thick it gets in between all the fibers of the muscles and the tissues and when your nervous system tries then to do what it's supposed to do to make your muscles work and and to make you react to things etc there's there's this sticky material in the way if you can imagine a paintbrush that you've really used against a nice rough wall for several hours or a toothbrush that you've used for twenty years which you shouldn't ever do and and how worn away the bristles are that's what the nervous system looks like or acts like when it's trying to make a connection, a synapse is what it's called, when it's trying to make this connection that's supposed to be smooth and a a direct contact to tell the brain and the brain tell the muscle, etc., what to do. Instead, it's got this frayed end, and um, it causes static. And that static is what the tingling sensation and the overhaul achiness is all about. The nervous system is full of static and can't work correctly because of the yeast. That's in about 95% of the people. Now, people who don't have yeast infections and were not on antibiotics for any length of time, we end up always going back to the back and the digestive system and water. Um, the spinal column, most of the time, is not anywhere near lined up the way it's supposed to be. <coughs> the the, uh, the body alignment itself is all cockeyed, so therefore if the body is out of alignment, the digestive system and the nervous system are totally out of alignment. Um, so we start there, and then we find out that you no, know, we don't drink water, we drink tea and coffee instead of water, which are not conductors of electricity, which is what the nervous system is all about. And uh, And so, all the symptoms of fibromyalgia and or chronic fatigue syndrome, come to the surface, and, you know, doctors can't find the cause of it. They're trying to blame it on genetics. Sorry, <laughs> I don't think all my, my uh, friends' mothers had any of this kind of stuff going on, because the other generations, the older generations, didn't look at life the same way we do. They had expectations, and they had dreams, they had all these things going on in their heads and their and their hearts. But they dealt with life a different way. They didn't run to the doctor every day to get antibiotics, number one. Their food sources were um, not tainted with all kinds of chemicals like ours are. They drank more water because soda and pop weren't the most available things everywhere. You drank water. And the water that they drank was cleaner than ours. So that, that, uh, that didn't cause a problem. So they were hydrated. They understood if their bowels were messed up that they needed to take care of that and get rid of the waste products in their bodies. And emotionally, if somebody else was suffering from uh, depression or anxiety or sadness, they didn't think that they had to fix those people, so they didn't take on all of that stuff. They just supported them with love. They didn't take it all on into their own bodies and say, I don't know what to do about you know, my boyfriend, my husband, my mother, my father, my son, or my daughter, they just said, yep, they're very sad about something, and I'm here for them if they need me. It was a whole different outlook, a whole different way of living, so fibromyalgia wasn't around. Fibromyalgia is recent. It's, you know, within the last 20 years when doctors who have all these people flooding their offices saying, "I, I can't sleep, and I'm hurting all over, and do something because it's making me crazy and they use those kinds of words and doctors say, okay, we can't find anything with all of our tests, Um, we don't want you to be crazy so we'll put you on antidepressants and you can't sleep so we'll put you on muscle relaxers and and, uh, sleep aids so that you can sleep and we'll give you painkillers so you don't feel the pain and that takes care of this syndrome. Um, It's a whole body-mind experience problem. A lot of people have emotional upset that that triggers this. Because, obviously, if you're emotionally upset about something and you're not coping with it correctly you stop sleeping as well you don't eat right you're not drinking your water and you don't take vitamins the b complex vitamins feed the nervous system but don't go out and get b12 like it says on uh, about health or about dot com on, on the alternative health page because b12 will not work by itself it's, it's a waste of money and time yeah it gives you a little added energy so you don't feel as tired so that the fatigue problem is taken care of for three or four hours but you're not really doing anything for the nervous system you need to soak that nervous system with B complex vitamins in relationship to a multivitamin and minerals and water because they are water soluble and you need to do it on a consistent basis throughout the day for some length of time depending on on how um, deep your condition is just like soaking a paintbrush that you use too much and in in um uh, turpentine so that you can soften up the paint, soften up the bristles and get it back to a usable brush again. And it'll never be perfect. If you cause your nervous system and your body to deteriorate because you aren't drinking water or taking care of it or feeding it, then yes, you can repair it. It can come back into uh, balance most of the way, but it's never going to be perfect again. And who is? None of us are ever going to be perfect. We've done the self-abuse things all of our lives and, and um, and now we're trying to fix them so fibromyalgia is curable it is not a disease that all of a sudden god has given women to punish them or men um... it's caused by all the things i just talked about and all you have to do is start drinking water good water take your multiple vitamins with extra b complex get rid of the yeast in your system if you have it start doing the things that you need to do for your colon and your bowels and make sure that your spine is aligned five keys of the seven right there and fibromyalgia will go away same thing with chronic fatigue i had somebody with chronic fatigue syndrome and and it's like once somebody tells you that you have these things you get tired once somebody tells you you have fibromyalgia or rheumatoid arthritis you hurt everywhere and I get them on the table, and they don't hurt anymore, and they've got the energy back. And as they start doing just a few of the things that I tell them, even if they don't, do all of them, which, you know, how people are. You give them a list of 10 things, they'll do 7. Give them 12, they'll do 8. I mean, that's that's what people do, because they just won't comply 100%. And I know that, so <clears throat> I don't give them a list of 50, because that that would just overwhelm them. But we go one step at a time, and in those couple of steps of just increasing their water intake and their vitamins, their minerals, their spinal alignment, and then talking about what emotionally is going on, what spiritually is happening inside of them, changes all those symptoms, and fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue go away. Now we can get to the root or the real problem that started the whole thing. I had a 25-year-old in here yesterday with fibromyalgia and uh, has been to nine doctors, has been put on all kinds of medications. And where it all started was when she was probably about one year old. And uh, her back wasn't properly aligned then. And as you you may or may not know, children the, the spinal column in children is quite soft. And so if they are constantly out of alignment while they are learning to walk... Uh, as the spinal, as the um, spinous processes and the vertebrae start to harden, they will harden in the shape that, that you have them in. It's like putting a plant in the window you know, facing the sun. It'll always bend that way. So their bodies are, are, are out of alignment to begin with and everything starts happening. You see young girls who have problems with menstruation, beca- with painful menstruation and so what happens they go to the doctor, their mothers take them to the doctor, and the doctor puts them on hormones or birth control pills, that's really hormones, and to stop excessive bleeding or stop the pain. That's not where it's coming from, people. It's coming from their spines, and it's coming from their diets. They're they're drinking soda and milk and eating sugar and not going to the bathroom correctly, and then they have a spinal uh, column that is not aligned. Um, start there. I don't care if you have a two-year-old or if you're 25 and listening to this, or you're 45 and you've just been diagnosed with something. Go back to the basics. It's that simple. Fibromyalgia does not exist in the people who come to see me with that problem. It goes away. It doesn't exist. It never should have existed in the first place. What it is 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 a cop-out by the uh, Western Medical Community because they can't develop a test that proves that something is there. So if you have all these symptoms this must be what it is and we don't know how to treat it we just know how to treat each one of the symptoms so we'll give you a medication a pharmaceutical medication to take care of those symptoms something else you can try if while you're in the recovery period from fibromyalgia is essential oils Um, you can use lavender oil which is wonderful especially if it's a good lavender oil you should use Young Living you know that Uh, and just put lavender oil down your legs, just a couple drops, rub it over your body before you go to sleep, and and then because you have it on your hands, cup your hands over your nose and, and breathe it in for a few minutes, and you'll sleep like a baby, and you won't have the tingling. And um as long as your body is aligned, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. So that's fibromyalgia. Another thing I want to touch on is um is, is fatty liver disease syndrome, which is the newest thing that's going on in America children from the age of two already have fatty liver problems because of their diets. And fatty livers, your liver is very important. I mean, has anybody ever asked, have you ever asked yourself why God made these organs the way he did? The liver does more than 500 things. Um, and, and in the course of the day, probably um, 10 times over each one of those 500 jobs, or 100 times over. But one of the main things to remember the liver for is, is its ability to filter out all the bad stuff that we do, whether that is intake of food or intake of emotions or uh, or thought processes, the liver holds all of that energy, one way or another. So if you're still mad at someone, if you're resentful of something, if you're having trouble dealing with things at work, your liver is the one that's holding that energy. Uh, if you are eating a lot of fatty foods, if you're at McDonald's every day or you take your kids every day, you're drinking milkshakes to feel better, you're having ice creams all summer... Um, You're drinking a lot of alcohol, you're in college, and you're not eating correctly. Your liver is building up fat cells all the way around it. Livers also get stones. Now, you can run to your doctor right now, and if you're a nurse or a doctor listening to this, and you'll be surprised how many actually do. Um, They'll tell you that that's not taught in medical school. The, The gallbladder gets stones and the liver doesn't guess what? There's a little simple liver cleanse you can do, and you can, um, in most cases, if you have a liver problem with stones, you will see them come out. They'll look like little blue rubber balls as they, as they come out of your body, little tiny ones, um, probably encased in calcium, sometimes uh, incorporating parasites, because those are in your livers. Your gallbladder, they tell you, doesn't really... Um, isn't really a necessary organ. If it's giving you a problem, you can take it out. And it has nothing to do with the liver, according to Western medicine. Well, you take the gallbladder out, and the liver has another job to do now, because there is a a close relationship between the liver and gallbladder. That's why God put them together, so they could work together. And gallstones, uh, I've talked about before, you can do a gallbladder cleanse every month, and you'll never have a gallstone as long as you live. Because gallstones, 90% 90 of the time, come from calcium. If they do come from uric deposits, doing a kidney cleanse, which is also very simple to do, twice a year, you won't have any stones in your gallbladder. Now, if you eat correctly and you're hydrated, then the gallbladder and the liver are going to work correctly. If your spleen and your pancreas on the other side of your body, the left side of your body, are out of balance, then they're going to have... problems, and the liver and the gallbladder are going to try to take up the slack again. I mean, we have backup systems, just like computers do. That's why we're kind of split in half, left and right, yin and yang, up and down, front and back. We have all these backup systems in our body that God put in there and um, because he knew how how dumb we were gonna be about how we treated ourselves. And so but the liver or the spleen and the pancreas can't do what the liver and the gallbladder do. So the, the backup system is well, okay, if the liver's in trouble and the gallbladder's in trouble, the spleen is really your um, immune system. It tries to do its best to keep you from getting diseases to keep you from getting sick while those two other organs are out of balance the pancreas provides pancreatic enzymes for digestion if your liver and gallbladder are sick or out of balance it tries to it it really tries to provide the enzymes to break down the food in the small intestine so that you won't get backup disorders from the colon or the or the full intestinal process of digestion so the liver doesn't have as much to do it's it's a it's a teamwork thing it's a team effort uh, and there's things you can do for each organ, and there's things that you can do for the entire digestive system. So, uh, that's holistically, of course, you're going to want to do the entire body and the mind and the spirit so that you can pull things back together. But what we do holistically, what I do in my practice is, somebody could come in with a liver problem, a spleen problem. Somebody could come in with a diagnosis from a doctor. We back all the way up. Um, it only took an hour and 20 minutes yesterday to back all the way up to the beginning and then figure out a plan of action that takes into account where that person is now, what they have to work with, what they've done so far, and what their body is trying to tell them to do. And the body will tell you, and, or tell me at least, and I'll help you understand it, um, exactly what order to do things in, what steps you have to take to get back to to something that you call health, health and we call balance, um, so that you don't have these problems anymore a very interesting system, the digestive system. We take it for granted. We think the digestive system is the stomach and uh, whatever we put into it and then whatever comes out. And that that's the whole system. And really it's much more complicated than that. that digestion actually starts in the mouth. Um, with chewing your food, you have 32 teeth. You should be chewing your food more than once. 20% of your digestion is there. 20% of your acids that come into your body come through your mouth. Um, more than twenty percent of uh your negative energy comes out of your mouth and um uh it's part of that whole thing that, that says what are we taking in from our lives? What do we take in to our minds, our bodies, our spirits, and how do we digest everything that we've taken in? Do we just spit it out? Do we swallow it and hold it in? Do we do we take all the negative stuff that we feel from around us and build it up into fatty acids around our livers? Um do we hold on to so many things because we're so afraid of losing something that we hold on to them so strongly that we would get constipated, and we don't know how to go to the bath and we don't know what a normal bowel movement is, so that we cause toxic gases to go into our systems. What do we hold on to emotionally? What do we hold on to mentally and spiritually? And it's all together. It's all a combination of all those things. And you always have to think that way. You know, if you hurt your finger, don't just think that the finger's hurt. Think about why it's that finger. Why is it your pointer finger that you almost cut off yesterday? Can you think about who you were pointing at or who you were pointing the finger at? And if it was at yourself, why are you beating yourself up? For what reason? If you're pointing at someone else, why are you being judgmental? Why are you pointing at them? Turn the finger back on yourself and it would have been out of the way, wouldn't it? Um, a lot of different ways to think about things. and And if you really get into the book and you get into these podcasts, and I hope you are passing them all on, regardless of whether you believe the person wants to hear them or not, you'll understand your connection to heaven and your connection to earth, and being healthy won't be a hard thing to do anymore. And we have to get going on that because the world is changing so quickly around us, and so many things are happening that are not good things, unless you are at least striving to be in balance, you're not going to be able to keep up you know if the fish aren't edible, if the air's not breathable, if the water gets bad if if uh, an earthquake happens, if a tornado comes around, if a hurricane wipes you out, if a bridge collapses in Oakland you have to find the other routes and you have to be aware enough to know that they're there that that you are capable of taking them and strong enough to then take the action um, you know when a road collapses it's it's from scientifically it's from the overheating of a propane tanker that, that blew up into flames and melted all the materials beneath it the metaphor or the lesson from that is are there things melting around us that are doing the same thing? And what are we doing to be strong enough to cope with that? Do we know the alternative paths, the right ones to take, that will still get us to where we're going without a lot of trouble? And and are we being told that maybe the paths that we're taking, maybe the things that we're doing, are not the right things to do or the right path to be on? When you hear about the fish um, that are dying on the West Coast and the, the toxic levels in the oceans, um think about what the words mean. Are we fishing too much? Are we out there looking for things that that we don't know how to find anymore because we're not looking in the right places? And then when you think about the ocean itself, the oceans covering the earth, I mean there's eighty percent of the earth is water. Are we doing things to eighty percent of our lives that are toxic and acidic? And is there anything we can do to change that? Are we not in charge? of our life on earth or to have we given that up to somebody else and just become complacent which if you go back to politics now you put all of this personal and mind body spirit stuff into the political arena the personal is political you think about the politics um just throughout history you know first people will take charge and say yep we've got changes to make and we want a better life and that's called a revolution we have that in america And then once we have that revolution, we blame all the instances of things not changing correctly and immediately on the ones who caused it or started it. So we want to hang them. They're treasonous. And then we say, wow, this is actually working, and we go into a growth period, and when we start growing, we're thankful and grateful. And as we get higher and higher or stronger and stronger in that growth period, we become a little apathetic and very competitive and decide that our growth is more important than somebody else's, and we become a superpower, whether that's in our bodies or in our countries. And as we continue on that path... Our superpowers become greedy because our egos get in the way, and we and the mind takes over instead of the spirit, and as our egos get in the way, we decide that we should be the power over everything and everybody else, regardless of what it means to ourselves, our families, our individuals around us or or our our or the rest of humanity. So we do whatever it takes to make the dollar as that goes on, only some of us succeed, and only some of us feel like we've beaten out the competition the rest of us feel beaten and as we become beaten we don't feel like we have anything to gain anymore so we hold on to the resentments we hold on to the negativity and we begin a little self-hate and that self-hate can either manifest as depression or as aggression and we have half of the population who is aggressively trying to hurt somebody else because they're so mad at themselves, and the other half of the population that is dying in depression, whether they're children or old people, because they feel all alone and they didn't accomplish or or do all the things that they wanted to do or beat out anyone else. When that goes on to a countrywide or a global stage, what happens is you have people who become dictatorial and territorial and and uh anarchistic and imperialistic who decide that they're in charge because no one else is going to compete with them anymore and then they begin competing with each other and the rest of us become complacent and apathetic and whatever happens happens and there's nothing I can do about it I'll just pray tonight that I'm okay and if you watch around you that's exactly what's going on and it happens within our bodies we are the microcosms for the world it happens within our structures within our physical structures our mental structures our emotional and spiritual structures so if you get your in the balance, everybody does, if they really start doing the work to get into balance, guess what happens on the outside? That same microcosm becomes the macrocosm. And you start causing the balance effect to be a global balance effect. And that's how important you are. It's no longer where you're complacent and apathetic deciding that you have nothing that you can do. When you start seeing it happening... Next to you and around you, with all of your students, your fellow students, or your workers, or your family, and your communities, you start seeing all those things, and you realize that one community leads to another. And as those start binding together and becoming this huge atomic structure, those those negative things that we have out there those negative energies start going away we bust them up and they disappear So, <clears throat> don't ever think that what you're doing is not important and don't ever think that you don't have the ability to change your life because you do if you re-listen to the podcast several weeks ago called the secret um, it'll help you get started if you decide that you need to listen to um the massacre of virginia tech one again because that helped a lot of people understand what goes on when we when we let others take charge Um, Do those things. Go ahead and go back and listen to them. They're up there for a reason. There's over 60 of them. Go back and listen and then do the work. You can get back into shape and your liver won't be upset. Your gallbladder won't be upset. You won't be diagnosed with fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue syndrome. You'll have a lot of energy. You'll have no pain. And you'll be able to continue your life in a good, solid way and teach others to do the same thing. Go to earthwalk-usa.com. This is Raina G. with the Holistic Health Hotline. Be back in a couple days. Thanks for listening.